Welcome to the Music Mindfully Podcast with your host, Aliyah Elliott. This is a place where musicians come to get inspired, to conquer their fears, to overcome self-doubt, and learn to love their music and themselves a little more every day. Let's make music mindfully. Hello, my sweet friends and colleagues. I'm so excited to welcome you back to the podcast for something totally different. Today, we are starting our Music Mindfully podcast book club series. So we are going to be starting with reading a little bit and discussing Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Now, Elizabeth Gilbert is the author of Eat, Pray, Love. And in this book, she talks all about how to live a creative life beyond fear. It is an absolutely incredible book. I know some of you have probably read it before. I have also read it before. But let me tell you, by going through a second time, a third time, New things are always popping up. So I encourage you to stick around. Enjoy. I will be pulling some of my favorite quotes from each of the sections and uh, and diving in a little bit deeper um, and, and commenting a little bit on what I'm reading. So the very, very, very first section we are going to be chatting about is, of course, the beginning because it's a very good place to start. And we begin by talking about courage. Now, courage is an incredibly important part of our lives as artists, because without it, we literally wouldn't be able to do what we do. So Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, begins by talking about a man named Jack Jack Gilbert, who no, she is not related to, but They have kind of an interesting shared history. Jack Gilbert was a poet and he would write and then he'd go and he would be secluded in, you know, Europe for two decades. And then he would come back and he'd publish another book of poetry and he'd disappear for another 10 years. He really, really, really loved to create and he loved to avoid fame. People absolutely adored his poems, but he didn't like the limelight. Now, Elizabeth Gilbert ended up replacing Jack Gilbert uh, at a university. She was uh, taking over for him in a position at a university, and that is when she first learned about this poet. And she too fell in love with his poetry. And when she asked around, because she hadn't heard of this gentleman before, she talked to some of the students and the students told her, and I quote, that he was one of the most extraordinary men they'd ever encountered. He seemed to live a life in a state of uninterrupted marvel and he encouraged them to do the same. He didn't so much teach them how to write poetry, they said, but why? Because of delight. Because of stubborn gladness. He told them that they must live their most creative lives as a means of fighting back against the ruthless furnace of this world. Most of all, though, he asked his students to be brave, 
Without bravery, he instructed, they would never be able to realize the vaulting scope of their own capacities. Without bravery, they would never know the world as richly as it longs to be known. Without bravery, their lives would remain small, far smaller than they probably wanted their lives to be. I love this. I absolutely love that Elizabeth Gilbert kicks off the book talking about this gentleman and talking about his philosophy. Because if you think about it, we need to know our why. We need to understand the value that creating music brings not only to our lives, but to the lives of others. And the biggest value is because it's delightful. Again, I've talked on this podcast many, many, many times about how incredible it is that every single person who starts off in music starts music because they love it. Or at least I hope so. I know that that's not true for all people, I suppose. Sometimes people get forced into piano lessons and then end up falling in love with it later. But we chose this as our career because it brought us stubborn gladness. When I make music, I am so full of joy and it doesn't have to be anything important or like incredibly meaningful for it to bring me that joy. I can get so much satisfaction out of singing hymns out of my hymnals, children's songs with my six-year-old students, or opera arias. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you're creating. What matters is that you are doing something that you love and you are sharing that love and that joy with others. And to be able to do that, we need to be brave. We need to be brave to realize the gift that we have and to realize that we must share it. Now, when Jack Gilbert asked one of his young, impressive, budding students what she wanted to do with her life, she hesitantly admitted that maybe she wanted to be a writer. And I'm quoting again. He smiled at the girl with infinite compassion and asked, do you have the courage? Do you have the courage to bring forth this work? The treasures are hidden inside you are hoping that you will say yes. And I absolutely, again, love, love, love that quote. The treasures that are hidden inside of you are hoping that you will say yes, that you will be willing to step out of your comfort zone, to find that courage, to bring that talent to life, to share your story, to share your innermost being with others. Because if you think about it, 
We all have something to share. We all have a message. We all have a message. And it is so incredibly important that we share it. Quoting again, The universe buries strange jewels deep within us all and then stands back to see if we can find them. The hunt to uncover those jewels, that's creative living. The courage to go on that hunt in the first place, that's what separates a mundane existence from a more enchanted one. And the often surprising results of that hunt, that's what I call big magic. End quote. Isn't it true? Isn't it true that by living a creative life, and if you are listening to this podcast, you are a creative being. Otherwise, you probably would not have clicked play. You are a creative being. And by being creative, it enriches the world around you. But I think that oftentimes... We feel restricted in our creativity. There's something that holds us back from pursuing exactly what we want to do. And I think that this is the important piece that might be missing a little bit in this particular chapter. Is you can still be creative in the societal way of creating music, creating visual art, doing dance. But you can still be doing that in a way that is fear-based, in a way that you are not hunting for the jewels that are deep within you. The jewels that we are looking for are our truths, our story our connection to one another, and our understanding of our existence here together on this planet. That is what we are looking for. That is what we are looking for. And that requires vulnerability, deep Deep vulnerability. And in order to be vulnerable, of course, we need to be courageous. Now, Elizabeth Gilbert is very clear, and I, th- I really value this. I think this is very, very, very important, that when she's talking about creative living, she isn't just talking about those who live a life as a professional creative artist. Every single human being on this planet is creative. We all have the capacity to live creatively. Creative living is that burning curiosity to keep learning, to share. I'm quoting again. I'm talking about living a life that is driven more strongly by curiosity than by fear. End quote. We all have that capacity. We all have that capacity. And it's that desire 
to keep going, to keep discovering, even in the face of fear that allows our creative windows to open wide and bring magic into our lives. And what's amazing is that oftentimes, even for us professionals, in order to find that creativity, we need to remove the societal pressure and the societal understanding of what it means to be creative. Think about it. How many people do you know that when you say, oh, I'm a musician or, oh, I do this or, oh, I, you know, I love to cook exotic foods or, oh, I also paint are like, wow, you're so creative. I'm not creative at all. How many people do you know that have said, I'm not creative? I'm not creative. And that's because as a society, we have put creativity on a pedestal and we have started to talk about creativity as a ranking. We do not judge a child's creativity by the level of art that they are making. We are just so happy to see that they are creating something and we are so proud of them that we will put whatever picture it is, even if they have to describe it to us, we will hang that on our fridge. And somewhere along the way, we lose that connection. We lose that wonder and delight of creativity. Perfection and creativity are not synonymous. They are not synonymous. Creativity is an action. It is an action that we can all choose to take. Now, whether you might be feeling like you are feeling lost in your creative pursuits, or perhaps you're working with someone who is feeling like they are uninspired in that moment, remind them that creativity is not graded. Creativity is an action and creativity is a mindset and creativity is being open to exploration. The value of creative pursuit is not the end product. The value of creative pursuit is the emotion that it brings out for both the creator and any observers. Now that, to be able to do that, requires guts. It requires a lot of courage. There are a lot of things to be afraid of when it comes to creative living. We are afraid that we are not good enough. We are afraid that what we produce will not be valued. 
We are afraid of what other people will think. We are afraid of what we will think. We are afraid that it will be a huge waste of time. We are afraid that we will be seen as an imposter or be found out. We are afraid of upsetting those around us for exploring the topics or having the opinions or the thoughts or the feelings or taking the actions that we do. We are afraid of what we might find in our own psyche. Perhaps big, big dreams. Or maybe demons that have been sitting there undisturbed, running our lives, holding us back. Maybe we're afraid that it's too late. Or maybe we're afraid that it's too early. We can find so many different things to be afraid of. And fear has just one word. One word. I'm quoting again. Everyone's song of fear has exactly that same tedious lyric. Stop, 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 stop. True. The volume may vary from person to person, but the song itself never changes. It's because all of us humans were equipped with the same basic fear package when we were being knitted in our mother's wombs. And not just us humans. If you pass your hand over a petri dish containing a tadpole, the tadpole will flinch beneath your shadow. The tadpole cannot write. It cannot sing, and it will never know love or jealousy or triumph, and it has the brain the size of a punctuation mark. But it damn sure knows how to be afraid of the unknown. And so we stop. So we stop. So how do we allow ourselves the freedom to live a creative life? When there are so many fears that are holding us back. Can we really get rid of fear if it's woven into who we are? No. It's a good thing that we have fear. It's kept you alive up until now. If we weren't able to experience fear then we would be making a whole bunch of reckless and potentially life-threatening decisions all of the time. Fear is a biological necessity. You don't want to get rid of it. You do, however, want to learn how to manage it. Elizabeth Gilbert writes, Fear and creativity shared a womb. They were born at the same time, and they still share some vital organs. This is why we have to be careful of how we handle our fear. Because I've noticed that when people try to kill off their fear, they often end up inadvertently murdering their creativity in the process. So I don't try to kill off my fear. I don't go to war against it. Instead, 
I make all that space for it. Heaps of space every day. It seems to me that the less I fight my fear, the less it fights back. If I can relax, fear relaxes too. Isn't it true? Isn't it funny how when we are fearful, sometimes what we're fearful of is fear itself. We are afraid of being afraid. We are afraid that fear will hold us back. But when we allow ourselves room to experience that fear, to acknowledge that it's there, we can actually process that fear that is going on, allow it to be part of the experience because it is part of our experience as humans. It is something we all share. And when we make room for fear, when we release into fear, then we can create space for creation. Now, I love, absolutely love the imagery that she uses next in this book. Then she talks about going on a road trip. And with her, she's bringing fear and she's bringing creativity. All three of them are in the car together. They go together. They all get to pack their bags. They all get to bring everything that they require for their road trip. They give fear a seat in the car. But they do not allow fear to drive the car. We do not want our fear to be making the decisions. Fear does not get a vote at the table. We can listen to its remarks. We can allow it to have the space to be heard, to be felt, to be known. But we do not want it to have that power to make decisions. And that is courage. Courage is being able to acknowledge your fear and say, yes, I see you, I hear you, I feel you, but you do not get to run my life. You do not get to drive this car. I know where I want to go. I know where the road is taking us. I am aware that there might be construction along the way. I am aware that there are dangers to driving this vehicle, but I am going forwards anyhow. Courage allows creativity to flourish. Without courage, we do not allow for our creativity to have that space because a lack of courage 
occurs when fear is overrunning our lives. To end us off, I want to read one more section that really drew me in. The section is titled, Why It's Worth It. It isn't always comfortable or easy carrying your fear around with you on your great and ambitious road trip. But it's always worth it. Because if you can't learn to travel comfortably alongside your fear, then you'll never be able to go anywhere interesting or do anything interesting. And that would be a pity because your life is short and rare and amazing and miraculous and all you want to do really interesting things and you want to make really interesting things while you're still here. I know that's what you want for yourself because that's what I want for myself too. It's what we all want. And you have treasures hidden within you, extraordinary treasures. And so do I. And so does everyone around us. And bringing those treasures to light takes work and faith and focus and courage and hours of devotion. And the clock is ticking and the world is spinning. And we simply do not have time anymore to think so small. Mic drop. (laughs) So incredibly powerful. We have a finite amount of time on this earth. It's time that we stop playing small. That's not what we're here for. It's not what you are here for. You are here to do incredible things. So listen to your fears. Now, when I am coming up against fear, something that I love to do is journal about it. Take out your journal, grab your pen, sit down. Maybe you want to make a nice cup of tea. Up to you. Or you can even just scribble on a scrap piece of paper. The important thing is, is that you allow your brain to run rampant in fear mode for just a little bit. I like to set a timer when I do this so that I don't get into a crazy spiral. Set your timer for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, and brain dump. What is it that you're afraid of? What are the thoughts that are coming into your head? Really hear those thoughts, really feel that fear, and release it onto the page in front of you. And when you do that, you'll be able to look at that piece of paper. Understand what it is that is holding you back. Because so often the things that we think we are afraid of really aren't the problem at all. And then we can find the courage to come up against these challenges to come up against the doubts and to rise above them. So go, be courageous and be creative. 
I'm so excited for next time when we dive back into the next section of Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. If you do not own this book, if you have not read this book, I highly encourage you to go and find it. It is easily found online at many, many, many different bookstores. So definitely check it out. It is an absolute must read for all creatives. And that's why I wanted to share it with you on this podcast. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Music Mindfully podcast. Did you have an aha moment? Did something really resonate with you? Be sure to let me know. Screenshot this episode, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me at Music Mindfully. I would also love to chat with you, so feel free to hop on into my DMs. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next episode of the Music Mindfully podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss out. Until then, go make music mindfully.